Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I wanted to make sure that you were aware of how valuable you are to us and me here at Successful Diligence as a listener of the podcast. It means so much that you allow me to provide value through the podcast and that you listen and you show up and you invest your time. It means the world to me and I so appreciate it. One way that you can show your appreciation for the podcast, if you've gotten any value from anything we've ever said um, in Sode, is you can support us financially so that we can continue to provide the value that you've come to know from the Successful Diligence podcast. And it can be literally less than a cup of coffee a day, 99 cents per month. That's less than a dollar per month, all the way up to five, ten dollars, however much you want to give. But as little as a dollar, less than a dollar, 99 cents, that would make such a difference to us. You can go to the show notes and you can click the link where listener support is highlighted. Um, There's different links in the show notes. Or you can go to anchor.fm backslash successful diligence backslash support and you can sign up there and literally it's one time per month 99 cents less than a cup of coffee and yet you would be having an impact on supporting this podcast to bring more value reach more people to have a greater impact in the world and we appreciate in advance any support that you're able to provide again anchor.fm slash successful diligence slash support or you can click the link in the show notes and show your support financially we appreciate it and we thank you in advance today i want to talk about one of the most important skills that contributes to success and that is effective communication now That topic is really broad (laughs) and there are many, 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 many different um, aspects of communication that I could talk about and they're all relevant to, to success. But today I really wanted to focus on really briefly the concept of listening for the heart and it really deals with paying attention to the subtext of the other person that you are communicating with. And I'll tell you, if you want to be a person of influence, if you wanna be a person that inspires loyalty, if you wanna be a person that promotes success, communication, listening for the subtext is one of the intricate strategic skills that can catapult you to the top of any list and can bond you to another person in a way that other people will envy, will wonder about, like, how did you do that? And it's a skill that you can master. And a lot of people don't pay attention to it because life is moving really fast. A lot of people are very selfish. It's just the nature of who we are as humans. And when we're communicating, it's important to be an active listener 
And active listening is a whole podcast in and of itself because that's a whole skill set that I've actually taught entire trainings, like a day of training on active listening. So active listening is a very, very important part of listening for the subtext. But really what I want to focus on is hearing the heart of the other person. So when you're communicating with someone, and this can be any type of communication, it can be your supervisor communicating a task or a project to you. It can be a family member relaying information. It can be a child talking to you. It could be a friend sharing life experience. It can be your spouse or your partner sharing you know, their day or sharing an experience or how they feel about something or their perspective. You can really listen for the subtext and listen for the heart of the other person in any situation. And what happens is when you communicate back to the other person that you've heard their heart, that you've understood what they did not say, they feel understood, they feel bonded to you, and you achieve a level of influence that you might not have had before. And it's very important to utilize this strategy with respect and responsibility because there is always an opposite, right? So there's a positive and a negative to everything. And there is room for abuse in this. And that's not how it's intended to be used in terms of like the strategy and the skill. So I encourage you to always be mindful of coming to a situation, to a conversation with respect and with the right motive and intention. And when you're listening for the heart, you're listening for what the other person is not saying. So you're listening for words of emotion. You're listening for the opposite of what they're saying. So, you know, sometimes, for example, you can be listening to a friend talk about a rough day, right? And what they're not saying is maybe that they felt disempowered or maybe that they felt misunderstood or maybe that they felt invalidated in whatever situation they're relaying to you. And so when you're listening to someone, listen for the emotion that they're not saying, listen for the heart of where they're coming from. You know, sometimes people can vent or they can present to you one emotion like irritation or anger or frustration, but what's really behind what they're saying is that they're hurt or that they feel misunderstood or that they're sad. And a lot of times people are not really in touch with their true feelings and they don't always have the words to express how they're feeling correctly. Not all children are taught how to express themselves effectively, which translates to growing up. If they don't have a relationship where they've been taught or influenced to communicate effectively, they might struggle with communicating what is really going on in a way that you can hear it and receive it 
as they truly mean it, not always how they present it. So, you know, I have an uncle who is a very interesting personality. <laughs> and when I was working my way through college, he gave me my first job. So I, I used to babysit and, you know, be a camp counselor, but this was my first like actual job in a, in an office, in a business. He owned um, a business and worked with different corporations. And so I, um, I want to say for like maybe three years was a receptionist. And then I moved up to be his um, executive assistant. And at the time he could not keep an executive assistant for more than a couple months. And it was due to his personality. He was, uh, for lack of a better word, he was just a jerk. He came across very gruff. He came across very rude and condescending. And because I was family, it added like another layer of dynamic, which was really interesting. So, you know, I'm in my 20s. He's obviously like 20, 30 years older than me. And so we had, you know, interactions where he would present as a complete a-hole, as a complete butt, as a complete jerk, condescending, rude, antagonistic, almost like looking for a fight. And it used to really bother me until I began to listen for his heart. And I began to look past what he was actually saying, even the way he was saying it. And I was looking for what he was missing, what he was really wanting, but didn't have the language to communicate to me. So he didn't know how to communicate that he wanted support. He wanted someone to sort of like be on his side, be on his team and work with him, not against him. So for example, when I had to, this was back in the day. So before everything was computerized, <laughs> he had a Rolodex of like, I don't want to say like 350 names or whatever. And as the first computer, literally the first computer, that box Apple computer came out, <laughs> showing my age here. Um, one of the tasks that he wanted me to do was to enter this 350, you know, database, this Rolodex into the computer. Now this was new for me. I didn't know what I was doing. He didn't train me on it. I was figuring it out as I went. I'm like in my twenties, I don't know what I'm doing, right? No, no communication about how to do it. No training. And so he would give me feedback that was very rude. That was very condescending. And that was just really hurtful sometimes. And I remember one day, I looked at him and I said, I understand what you want me to do. I understand that you're frustrated with it, that it's taking so long for me to figure it out, but there is no reason for you to speak to me that way. I never speak to you that way. And so I'd like that same respect. And after I said that to him, he, first of all, he looked shocked, <laughs> but he never spoke to me like that again because he was looking for someone to create a boundary with him to say, I can stand with you and be on your team. I can work with you towards a goal 
despite how you're showing up as a jerk. And he softened a lot after that. Now, was he still sort of like a jerk? Yes, that's just his personality, very gruff. But because he, he, he felt understood and he saw that I wasn't coming back at him with an attack, or I wasn't becoming argumentative, or I wasn't meeting him where he was at, but I was showing him that I heard what he was really wanting behind how he was presenting it, he felt understood and he felt supported. And then that changed the dynamic going forward. What is my point? <laughs> the point is that when you listen for the heart of the other person, and you understand where they're coming from emotionally and what they're really trying to convey and communicate, what it does is it sends a powerful message to them that you understand and you hear them even when they can't communicate it effectively. And that gives you influence with that other person that can benefit you and the other person. Now, I have to tell you, that day forward, my uncle became one of my biggest fans, my biggest supporters. He has done so much good, you know, for me over the years and ended up, you know, we had a contract and ended up paying off my student loans for my undergrad. And just really, he's a, a generous, kind hearted person that doesn't know how to show that in the world. But because I communicated and showed him that I understood his heart and where he was really coming from, the motive behind the words, I showed him that I saw that, he felt understood and could bond with me in a way that he was unable to with other people. So I encourage you when you're communicating with people, look beyond the behavior, look beyond the presentation of the words, look beyond the presentation of how they're saying what they're saying and listen for the heart, listen for the emotion, listen for the message behind what they're presenting you and respond to that. And I tell you, when they see that you heard the unsaid, when they see that you heard the subtext, when they see that you heard what they're not saying, it will increase your influence with them and it will benefit your relationship with them. It's a win-win. So I encourage you to really think about that. You can rewind this uh, podcast if you need to listen for some of the, the little strategic um, subtleties. And if I can ever be of service, if you want to go into more detail about this strategy, please reach out. SuccessfulDiligence.com slash contact is the way to email. You know, I'm offering clarity calls that usually go for about $250. Um, they're for free for podcast listeners during this season love to talk to you and figure out where you are, where you want to go, how you're going to get there. Would love to just serve you and be a support and an encouragement to you in this season. Sign up for the newsletter, SuccessfulDiligence.com, and you'll get a weekly email, one email per week <laughs> in your mailbox that's filled with motivation, inspiration, and just showing you that, that there's someone out there that hears you and is here for you. As always, keep walking, keep pushing. You're worth it. Your future's worth it. And on the journey, always, always choose gratitude.